Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you, uh, Amen? If you're, if you're, if you're light and fluffy now, then go ahead and, and go back to your seat. Yeah, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise to you, almighty God. We glorify your name. We worship you, Lord. Amen. Stay in the place, stay in the place, stay in the flow. Stay in the flow. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud with me some more. Say, no more struggle. No more fight. But I walk in the Spirit and the power of His might. I've been loosed from the grave clothes. I've been set free. No more bondage, but liberty. Now I say, I will walk His way. It's a light way. It's a place where I trust Him. My confidence is in Him. Not in myself or anyone else. But He's got me. He'll carry me through. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We magnify you. We glorify your name. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor that's due your name. Praise God. Praise God. Now, if you're sitting close enough to someone where you can reach them and it's not weird, if you can put your hand on someone's shoulder, someone near you, you know, the scripture says that you, you and I have all received an anointing. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, there's an anointing in you. And, uh, and just like we would through, the, the scripture says, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That's why we do that, because there's a transfer. There's power that goes from one to another. That anointing is good for more than sickness. That anointing is called an oil of gladness. That, that anointing will break every yoke and bondage. Things have been, are, have been and are being broken all over the house. And so what you do when you lay hands on someone from within, this might not make sense to everyone, but you can still do it anyway. You might not know how the engine works. You can still drive a car. All right. From within, from your spirit, release that anointing. In other words, by faith, say, there it goes. There it goes. There's the power of God right there. It goes right into you. Ha, 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 ha. There we go. There's the spirit of God manifesting in your life right now. Manifesting in you the glory of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the power of God. We break every yoke. We break every bondage. Ha, ha, ha. By the power of the Spirit of God, be set free. Be loosed from your affliction. Be loosed from your bondage. Ha, ha. No more pain. No more struggle. No more fight. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we put the devil to flight. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, be loosed and set free from all your bondage and captivity. May a spirit of praise and lightness. Ha, 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 be manifest in your life. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Flowing out of you right now. 
Some of you, it's flowing out of you from one direction, flowing into you from another direction. <laughs> and it's the Spirit of the Lord. It's the anointing that breaks every yoke and every bondage. It's the Spirit of the Lord that makes one free and makes one whole and makes one right. The Spirit of the Lord puts the enemy to flight. Hey, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we give you free place in our lives to order our steps aright, to direct us in what we do, because it is right what you say, what you would have us to do. We yield ourselves to that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. All right, you can stop that if you're done. Amen. Now, now, now listen, I'm not, don't take this as a teaching to go by feelings. Because I would have a whole teaching I could teach for a month on not going by feelings. But how many can have some, you have some kind of awareness or some kind of uh, consciousness or even like in Mark 5, you could feel the the the, uh, the power of God go into you or into someone else from you. Lift your hand if you can sense that power of God. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm going to take it. That's not coincidental. Now, if you say, I didn't feel a thing. Well, you live by faith and not by sight. Right? Don't worry about it. presence of God is here. I don't wake up and see how I feel to check if God's still with me. See, see if the Holy Spirit left me that day. No, He's always present, always in us. Amen. Amen. But He can be activated. He's here to help us to, 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 to live what Jesus provided for us. Amen. Jesus purchased our redemption, and some people aren't walking in it. So the Spirit of God comes alongside us to help us to get it. He gives us revelation so our eyes are open. Amen. He gives us words and direction, and sometimes He moves in special ways uh, to help us to enjoy what's been available to us the whole time. Amen. Uh, how many recognize no Christian truly, when you get down to the brass tacks of the matter, needs someone to pray for them to be healed? Technically, you don't, because if you're saved, it belongs to you. But at the same time, say, what's up with prayer and laying on our hands? It's because the Lord is so good. He wants to help us get what already belongs to us. There's nothing wrong with having prayer and laying on our hands. It's all a tool to help us get what he provided. Amen, amen. Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I can do a lot. I can do anything I want right now. Uh, if you have a word or something that you need to insert here, I'm going to give a place to you right now to do that. If not, I'll just keep talking. All right. I know sometimes when you're in a service like this, uh, at least I know with me sometimes if I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, okay, is there going to be an opportunity for me to give what I have? And uh, you wait, and then if there's not, you don't do it. So now there's no excuse for those guys. <laughs> you had your chance. Might not be another one. Amen. Father, thank you for working in this house tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working in us to think right. To think right. 
to not live burdened, to not live bound, to not live heavy, to not live and carry, carry the the weight, to carry the sin, to carry the fear, but to live close to you at all times, to draw near to you and to your throne. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. You have something? You only get a couple chances. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good. over with me then at uh, uh, at Romans chapter 5 you okay might as well keep playing then You know the this this uh, flow and really move of God's spirit that's in that's in the house tonight. It can be described different ways. We've spoken prophetically about this, and 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 the Lord is. You know, we could go we could go a whole bunch of different directions. But one way um, I can think about this is is through the the word peace, peace, peace as opposed to turmoil. Peace as opposed to war. Peace. Um, peace is of great value. Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 reads, Therefore, having been justified by faith. All right. Does that apply to anyone in here? Have you been justified by faith? That's another way of saying, I believed in Jesus and what he did for me through his death, burial, and resurrection, I believe that I stand before the Lord justified or just as if I'd never sinned. I'm justified before him. I'm not guilty before him. I'm forgiven. I stand right before him. I stand clean. I stand pure. There's nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing wrong. Justified. Yeah? We're having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What do we have? Peace, but peace where? With God. Peace with God. One of the reasons uh, that some don't walk in and enjoy peace in their life is because they have not received peace. They have not entered into peace with God. In other words, they're at odds with the Lord. There's something between He, uh, you know, He, the Lord, and them. They don't have peace with God. Right? If you don't have peace with God, you're going to do all kinds of funky things in your life to try to fix that, that icky feeling. That feeling of something's missing, something's wrong, something's broken, something's lacking, something's missing right 
and people do. They'll fill it with with drugs, with sex, with religion. They'll fill it with uh, risky lifestyles and behaviors. They'll fill it with gambling. They'll fill it with all kinds of behaviors. It's because they're not recognizing that they don't have peace with God. You, you, might, you might remember when, when Jesus was uh, at, at the birth of Jesus. You read about that in Luke chapter 2. And you remember the angels came. And you remember the statement they made. Is it glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill. What's the next word? Toward men. Toward men. That's not a gender. That's a species. Men. Man. You know, peace toward men. How many know that's not the same thing as saying peace among men? Because when Jesus came, wars did not stop. In fact, he was quite controversial himself. (laughs) There was a lot of turmoil when he showed up on the scene saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And he started making all these claims. Uh, It wasn't peaceful in the crowd. Well, with some it was, but with others it wasn't. Yeah. So when the angel's saying uh, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, he's not talking about the earth is going to be war free. No. He said there's peace toward men. So if it's toward someone, who is it from? It's from God toward men. In other words, the coming of Jesus established a peace between God and man. If the coming of Jesus established that peace, then prior to the coming of Jesus, you could say mankind and as a whole was at odds with God. You could even say we were at war. Because war being opposite of peace. Everybody with me? The coming of Jesus and through his sacrifice was designed so there would be no blockage, no hindrance, no opposition between you and God. And he accomplished that. And now there is peace toward men. This is why we get the amazing opportunity when we are justified by what? By by faith, Romans 5. When we are justified by faith, we can say there is now no opposition between the Father and us. There is peace between us. Yeah? And when you're justified by faith, and that's what a large portion of the book of Romans is about, it means you're not justified by what you do. Because that, you know, we've all been unsuccessful in that that pathway. So because I'm not justified by what I do, I'm not going between war and peace with God throughout my life. It's just he brought peace toward us so that God could be favorable, so that he could be merciful, so that he could be kind toward us, even though we have done and sometimes do things that are not righteous, holy, God-honoring. Amen. He is able to, because of the blood of Jesus continue peaceful relations with us so because of that it would be wrong for any of us to ever think that 
I'm serving God and he is, you know, he's just upset with me. He's angry. He's at odds with me. Man, God keeps, you know how sometimes people, people have been taught this in church. People have been taught things like, uh, like, uh, you know, something bad happens to you. Well, the Lord did that. Or the Lord allowed that or something like that. It's really saying the same thing. The Lord did that. The Lord allowed that. And he's teaching you something. What do you mean? I thought we were at peace with each other. I thought the wall of separation was broken down. And now I'm one with him. I thought the war has been settled and satisfied. And and now we're at peace with him. How many know if we declare, you know, peace with you know, as a nation, we declare peace with the country that we have been at war with. And then the next day we, we send over a couple more bombs. They'd be going, uh, now what does peace mean to you? <laughs> I thought the war was over here. I, 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 thought the, I thought we came to an agreement. Once, once, that, once there is peace made with the country, you stop attacking. Yeah? Amen. And so that's our position with God. If I'm going to have peace in life, I need to know, first of all, no matter what I've done, no, uh, no matter uh, how, how I've come short or what I've carried that I shouldn't carry, the Lord's on my side. He has given me peace. And he's not upset. He's not angry with me. I go to him and say, Lord, I'm not coming to you based on my righteousness or my holiness or my perfect life. I'm coming to you because I've been justified by faith. And you know what? You walk right in. You walk right in. Amen. Say, well, you said some people get into all those funky lifestyles because they don't have peace with God. What about Christians who do that? Usually it's because they don't it's because they don't know they have peace with God. They still have a mentality they think God's against them. They think the Lord is upset with them. They think the Lord is is constantly, you know, they do something wrong, he's going to punish them. He's going to knock them in the head and knock them down. They, they don't understand that you've been justified. You stand right and holy before him. Amen. Do you say the Lord's pleased with everything we do? No. <laughs> he's not. But, he's, but there is a general disposition that he has towards you that is, I'm for you and not against you. And you call upon him, he, he's there with open arms, always. Always. Amen. Amen. Look over at, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, let me find a good place. Second Corinthians, end of Second Corinthians. Yeah, Second Corinthians, chapter thirteen, verse eleven. Second Corinthians thirteen eleven. You know where that is? It's after First Corinthians. Amen. Second Corinthians thirteen verse eleven. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. The God of what? Love and peace will be. Now, now stop for a moment. What do you mean the God of, let's focus on our subject. What do you mean the God of peace will be with me? 
I thought he's always with us. Well, this must indicate that he is with us in his peace. The God of peace will be with you. Yes, he's always with us. He doesn't leave us and he's always the God of peace. But when you say something like this, you're indicating that the God of peace or God's peace will manifest in you. And so there's a, uh, a connection here to when he, he gave us some other directions. One of them is to live in peace. It's possible for a person to be justified by faith, believe that God loves them, is for them, and not against them. But they practice things, they do things in their life that do not, uh, do not lend themselves towards yielding to God's peace. If you find that some things you do in your life, when you get done, you're a little bit irritated and annoyed or frustrated or uh, burdened, then you might want to quit that because you're not living in peace. Therefore, you're not allowing the God of peace to manifest in you. If you, if you watch the news... Sometimes that can have a turmoil effect on you. You know that? Have you ever, have you ever done that? Or you, you, whether it's on the internet or on TV or whatever, you're watching news and you're watching people argue. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And sometimes that's entertaining. And you love it when the bad guy gets, you know, pounded. You know what I mean by the bad guy? The one who's wrong. You love it when you're... you're your political idea wins and, and, and everything. But have you ever had that where you watch something for an hour or longer and when you were done, it wasn't exactly peaceful in here. And my question, or it might be something else you do. It might be something you watch. It might be something you do or places you go or people you spend time with doing things. See, when we learn to follow the peace of God on the inside, We'll know. I, whenever I get in this situation, I don't really like myself when I'm done. I wished I hadn't have done that. I wished I wouldn't have gone there. I wished I wouldn't have watched that show. Because now I feel like, inside. Well, you're not living in peace. You're doing th- things that, that, that basically block the God of peace from manifesting in you. So if you can see that you're doing something or some behaviors have that effect, then recognize it and say... Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try something out here, and I'm not going to do that. I'll just take a side journey here for a second. Sometimes it's conversations, and you're around people, and they start bringing up certain subjects. They bring up certain events, certain people, certain things, and they start having a conversation. And and right in here, you know, in your belly, spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the heart or the belly. Uh, right in here, it's like something's wrong with this something's not right about it it's not peaceful inside of me I should exit this conversation I should change the subject or I should say uh, going to the bathroom see you guys <laughs> whatever something to get out of it because what's happening is some people are not as spiritually aware of those type of situations and they're doing things that are wrong and they don't know it they're yielding to wrong spirits They're yielding to divisive spirits. They're yielding to things that will put them in bondage 
and the enemy's trying to suck you into it to take your peace. Listen, you guys, there are some individuals that so need to pay attention to this because you can come into a service like this and get light, woo, and get, get free, get that spirit of praise, no more heaviness. You got to skip in your step. Oh, God is so good. And then uh, the enemy's trying to set up traps because it, this is how this works. Set up a situation where you're going to get in that, and all of a sudden you're going to get drugged down. And your conversation and your thoughts and all that is going to be basically a breeding ground for despair and anxiety and worry. It's that heaviness, that spirit of heaviness trying to come back on you. Amen. Say, well, I'll come back to church and get it off again. <laughs> okay. Do whatever you want. Be dumb if you want. <laughs> or live free. Look at John. John 14. Amen. John 14, verse 27, Jesus speaking here. This is Jesus basically talking right before he went to the cross. Last lessons here <laughs> before uh, some of the last teaching for his disciples. Verse 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, you might be familiar with that passage, but I, I want you to notice that that's, that is a directive. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do not let it be afraid. Why would he even say that? Well, I can see two reasons right off the top. One is because there are some things that are going to happen in this life and in this world to give us an opportunity to be troubled, to be upset, to be in turmoil to fear, to despair. There are going to be opportunities for that. He knew he knew it would happen. The other thing I can see why, why he said that is because it's up to us whether we have it or not. Do not let your heart. So you are in charge of your heart. You are in charge of it. You decide whether it's going to run rampant and be moved by the waves of the sea, driven and tossed, whether you're going to be up and down and in and out and happy and sad and free and in bondage and we decide what we're going to do. We decide which way we're going to go. What's the word? Don't let it. Well, I'm just upset. Well, quit it. Well, you don't know what happened. No, but I know what Jesus said. I'm thinking it applies. You don't know what's happened in my life. So there. This word applies to me. If I'm all upset and I'm all troubled and I'm all worried and I'm... I have no excuse. Right? Why? Because Jesus told me, don't do that. Don't let yourself get that way. Don't let yourself be afraid. Yeah, but I got a bad report. Then you're a prime candidate. I'm thinking this verse has your name in it. I mean, if everything's fine and dandy and everything's wonderful and everyone loves you and <laughs> everything's great, well, I don't necessarily even need that verse that day. But it's when 
I want, but I, when I when I want to be troubled and moved and bugged and upset and irritated at everything, and and uh, that's when I need to say, you know what? Jesus said, don't do that. Guess that's up to me. He said he gave me his peace. His peace. Thank you, Lord. I have your peace right now in the middle of this situation, in the middle of my life. I have your peace. Do you have it? That's what he said. Say it out loud. Say, I believe what Jesus said. And I have his peace in my life all the time. His peace, his presence. I yield to that. Not to fear, not to trouble, but to peace. Amen. 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 Anybody have a house that's full of peace? Ought to. Ought to. If not, why don't you get to working on that? That means you don't you don't let strife in there. If someone has an argument, they have to take it outside. They know this is going to be a house of peace here. We're not fighting here. If there's going to be worry and stuff, get yourself outside. Make yourself sit in the cold until you turn it over, back over to the Lord and say, no, no, I'm not going to yield to this. And every thought will come against your mind saying, what do you mean? You can't help it. You think just by denying this, it's going to go away. Recognize those thoughts. Those are not coming from the Lord. He's not inspiring you to think that way. Go sit outside and say, Lord, I'm going to choose to yield to your peace. I will not be troubled and be afraid. Then go back in. Smile at everybody that lives with you. What's up with you? Peace. And keep doing that until when people come over to your house, they say, wow, it's like peaceful here. Huh? And when they go to the, and then when you go to their house, you go, oh. Well, you guys been fighting in here or something? You guys been fussing and arguing and stuff? You got to come to my house. It's peaceful. And if you have kids and they stir up some, you know, ruckus and stuff, say, uh, 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 take it out. Take it out back. Outside. Get it out of the house. Obviously, I'm joking about that a little bit, but I just want to make a point. Yield to peace. He's given us peace. And it is up to us whether we let our heart be troubled or whether we don't. Amen? Amen. So listen. Oh. Now I'm about to teach. <laughs> I don't think I will. But, but, think, but think, think about it this way. There's peace with God. Okay? Peace with God. There's peace in our life. Peace meaning we're, we're yielding our mind and our heart to either peaceful things or turmoil and anguish and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. There's there's peace with people, which is not always 100%. Remember, Jesus even said, I think I came to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. <laughs> and in other words, there's a reality of the gospel that when you have peace with God, some people aren't going to like it. I'm not giving up my peace because you don't like it. But as much as is possible with you, live peaceably with all people. Yeah, that's what Paul said. And so, peace with people as much as we can. And if it's not possible, stay with the Lord. Don't let your heart be troubled. Amen. And then, 
You know, sometimes, see, there's a four-parter right here. Here, here sometimes you're doing the will of God. You're, rowing, you're going across the lake to go set some people free, and the devil stirs up a storm. Don't be like the disciples in those days where they were afraid and they were panicking. Yikes! But like Jesus, Mr. Peace is asleep in the middle of it. Jesus, what's the deal? Well, he was tired from ministering, but he had peace. And when you wake peace up, and sometimes you need to wake peace up, what does peace say? Peace. When you live full of peace, you live in the peace of God. When there are circumstances outside of you that are screaming the very opposite of peace, trying to take you out, tip your boat over, right? What do you do? Peace. That's what Jesus said. He stood up. He said, peace. Be still. Speak to your circumstances. Amen. You need to do that. You need to, you need to rise up sometimes and Say, Lord, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I'm not going to be afraid. I thank you for your peace in me. And then you turn to the circumstance. You turn to the, you know, the, all the fuss and the fight, the, whether that's financial situation or a problem at work or whatever it might be, situation stirred up, and you yell out in the name of Jesus, Peace! Be still! In Jesus' name. Yeah? And that's where we, that's where we start to... Uh, control circumstances around us by using the peace of God. Amen. Stand up with me tonight.